Alright guys, so I'm getting ready for work and so I'm going to record a podcast while I do my makeup. So if you hear a bunch of random noise, it's me getting ready and moving makeup around. So my name is Heather and I live in Salt Lake City, Utah and I've never done a podcast before. I've never done a YouTube channel. It's something that I've actually always wanted to do for like the last three years. I followed a few podcasts a few years ago um and I really got hooked on the idea of just creating your own content being yourself and being an individual and working from home doing what you want instead of grinding for the man or the boss I should say and I also fell in love with just YouTube in general and I began my YouTube addiction with (laughs) learning about makeup products because I didn't know much about makeup but I loved doing makeup in high school but I wasn't that good honestly I was the girl that had (laughs) the the darkness around her eyes didn't know how to use eyeliner and so I wanted some variety I wanted to learn so I joined YouTube and watched a ton of videos And it was super, you know, educational. I started to enjoy the people. I started to, you know, become a a big fan of these people. And if I met some of them, I would would totally fangirl out, honestly. They're like celebrities to me, in my eyes. And so, you know, just learning and being inspired by them for the past few years has wanted me to start my own either YouTube channel or podcast. Now, I have, like, a beauty room for, like, lighting and um, everything, but I don't have, like, a good laptop I can edit on, which, no excuses, you know. You just gotta go for it when it comes to making videos. But I feel like podcasts would be more my thing for a starter, so we're gonna go ahead and give this a shot. Um, And again, I am doing my makeup, so if I make a weird sound or my voice sounds funny, it's probably because I'm putting makeup all over my face and... It just sounds funny. Um, A little bit about me is I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I grew up in southern Utah. I've lived in Salt Lake for about three years, three and a half years. I moved up here to be with my husband that we have been married. It'll be two years in August, and I've known him since I was like 12 years old, literally, and I am 21 years old today. And then, so I've known him for a long time. A little bit of a background is we used to hang out when we were kids. And we had the same kind of friends. We hung out with the same people. So it was kind of just like we met by hanging out with the same people. We actually don't remember how we met. I think we just met at a park hanging out with all of the same friends. Which is kind of fun. And we hung out when we were like 13, 14. We both lived in southern Utah in a really, really small town. And we didn't go to school together because he's two years older than me. And so we were never in the same school together or anything. But we hung out for a few years and he ended up moving to Salt Lake City, Utah to be with his um, some relatives that he moved in with. And so... I didn't talk to him for a few years. He's He wasn't... It's funny because I was friends with him on social media. So like Facebook. But I was never 
I never saw him because he would never post anything. He's the kind of person that just anonymously stalks people. And you don't realize they still have a social media profile, but they're always on it. And so um, he would come down every summer to visit his family that still lived in the small town that we grew up in. And so he'd come and visit and he'd let me know when he was in town and we'd always hang out. And then in summer of 2014, we actually hung out one week, one summer and reconnected. And I was graduated out of high school by that summer. I just barely graduated and I was getting ready to go to college in that small town. And so I, we started dating and we really hit it off. We kind of rekindled because we had a little bit of a crush on each other when we were dating or when we were hanging out together as teenagers when we were like 13, 14. But by this time I was about 18 when we started actually dating. And so... Sorry, I'm trying to find a setting powder. Um, And so we started dating, but he was still living in Salt Lake City. And so he would drive down and come see me on the weekends, about every other weekend or every weekend, which was really fun. But I didn't get to see him for sometimes two weeks, three weeks. And so he would drive down. It's about a, It was about a two and a half hour drive. He'd come and visit. And we would just hang out all weekend and he would stay at my house. My mom loved him. My dad loved him. All my family loved him. Um, my fa- I loved his family. I got along really well with his sisters. And they lived down in that small town. So he would come visit. He'd see his family. He'd see me. We'd hang out. And so we did that for about six months while I took a semester in college. And I wanted to finish my semester before I moved to Salt Lake. Because I was so dedicated to school um, at the time. I just thought, you know, college was the dream life. But I was still living at home going to college. So I was going to school and I passed all my classes. And I finished my semester. And I said, you know what, I might as well move in with you. So... Six months we were dating, but it was a long-distance relationship, which is crazy to me. Um, And so I ended up moving in with him. Granted, I'd never, ever moved in my life, so that was kind of a fun transition. I got to actually, you know, clean out my bedroom from high school, from elementary, all my random stuff that I still had collected, and I moved in with him. And he'd bought a house during the process of us dating for the six months. He'd bought in a house and it was fun because I got to help him and I got to um I would send him house listings every day I'd be like at school and I'd be like on my laptop at school and I'd be like hey look at this one did you see this one did you look at this one this one's in your budget this one's in your area which like it was really fun because I was involved in it but I you know I wasn't under the loan or anything because he was just approved by himself when we first started dating of course It'd be a little insane to buy a house together when we were only dating. So we got into this house, and so we moved in. And right before we moved, I actually went and stayed with him for a week. And I just crashed at his house. He went to work. I stayed for a week. Um, I was When I was in college, I actually worked at McDonald's. So I worked at McDonald's for two and a half years all through high school. And that semester of college, which was not very fun, um... But I was able to take a week off of work and move in with him. Um, or not move in with him. I went and stayed with him for a week, which was really fun. Um, so I moved. I went and stayed with him for a week, you know, and I hung out. And then after that, I, I went home for another week for Christmas. 
which was by that time Christmas. So I went and stayed, went and stayed with my parents for Christmas. And then my mom had actually gotten me, she, she took me um, shopping during Black Friday. And we went and got like crock pots and toaster ovens and blenders and all like kitchen pans that were on sale because she knew that Tastin, my husband, didn't have any, um, didn't have a whole lot of like the extra stuff because he lived in an apartment and he didn't necessarily cook a whole lot. So she got me a bunch of that stuff. So that was really nice. So I already have that, had that when we moved in together. Then my mom was able to get that for us for Christmas. So my Christmas was a very adult gift Christmas, I would say. And so that was really fun. And then I moved in with him late December. It was like the 26th or 27th or something. It was like right after Christmas. And so we lived together and then we just hit, let me see, because it's 2018, four years together um, is what, so I lived with him for three, three years. It's almost three and a half for us now that we've been living together. And we actually, um, after a year and a half of us, let me see, dating and a year of living together, he actually proposed to me and I thought that we would get married, but we'd already, we wrote, we talked about getting married and like, yeah, I think we'll marry each other, but I thought we'd get married later. Like I thought it was going to be in like two, three, four years. Um, but you know, I was put in surprise for an engagement and he proposed to me down in St. George, which is the lower portion of Utah. And it was really fun. I have like a video. We were like up on some rocks hiking and he proposed and we have it like a video and his, his sister and brother-in-law or his sister and then brother-in-law, they took a video and then they also got some photos. So it's super cute. So we got engaged and then about six, uh, seven, eight months later, we got married. So we got married in like August, which was really fun. I planned the whole thing. I planned it in my hometown because we both grew up there. We both had all of our family there, except for some some of our family lives up in the northern area of Utah where we live. And so like Salt Lake City. And so it was more reasonable to do it in our hometown. Plus it's home to us. And so we got married and then it'll be two years that we'll be married in August of this year, 2018. And so, yeah, we bought a house together last year. We sold his first house and we bought a house together last year, um, still in like Northern Utah. And we've been here, it'll be a year in June and right now it's May. So not quite a year, but we're definitely happy. I think this might be our final home together just because his first house was a starter house together, but we were in a pretty good deal with the um, real estate market when we sold. So we got into a pretty nice home and well, it's nice for us, I would say. And so we're, we're super happy here and it's more than we, we would have dreamed of for a home. And so we have a dog and a cat. My cat is actually sitting on my lap right now while I do my makeup because she does every day. And I'll probably record like more podcasts in the future um, while doing my makeup because a lot of my free time is doing my makeup because I allow so much time to do my makeup in the mornings. Um, but yeah, we have a dog and a cat. My cat I've had since I was like six, 
six years old. Um, she's like 16. And so, um, one second. I've actually had her since I was five. So, and her name, uh, she's a calico cat and she's white with like one spot on her back and then her head and her tails are covered with spots. So she's not super calico-y. But um, when I was five years old, I told my mom I wanted to name her Spots. And my mom said, no, that's a ridiculous name. You're not naming your cat Spots. And so I was like, can I name her Calico? Which is the type of cat she is. And for whatever reason, my mom was like, yeah, that's fine. But Spots wasn't. So I named her Calico. And we called her Callie growing up. But we... I don't know when this changed. I think it was like 14. My brother started calling her Miss Kitty. And so um, we call her Miss Kitty. And she's just Miss Kitty. And then I have a dog, which was my husband's dog. And he adopted um, him about six months before we started dating. So he's about four. And he's a terrier mix. But he's small. Like, he's a medium-sized dog, I would say. But he's, I don't know what he is, they said, the pound said that he was a terrier mix, but I think that he's a little bit different, I want to do one of those dog DNA tests for him, I think that'd be really fun to find out what he actually is, but his name is Bullet, and he's black with white on his chest, and he's a pretty, he's a really, really well-behaved dog. Sorry guys, I'm setting my foundation with the setting spray so that's a little bit about you know my me and my family and my husband he works um rotating shifts and he works for like a like an operating plant basically is he works at so he works rotating shifts so days nights um 12 hour shifts rotating it's it's really random and sporadic and then I work in an office, and I work rotating um, mornings and evening shifts, so it's not um, graveyards or anything, it's just morning or evenings, and right now I have an evening shift tonight, so um, I'm getting ready for that, and that's why I allow my si- myself a lot of time to get ready in the morning, is because I got home at like 8 o'clock, eight, 9 o'clock last night, And then I kind of hung out and then I went to bed, but I feel like I haven't had like any, you know, me time. So I take the time in the morning, like this morning I watched my standard YouTube videos for makeup and product reviews and stuff like that. Um, But then I spend like some time getting ready for makeup in the morning just because it's nice to have that time for yourself. I think that's important for you to set time aside for yourself. And I'm definitely really good at doing things like that. Um... I'm definitely not, like, a makeup artist by any means. Like, not at all. But I definitely know how to blend out a good foundation and do some good eyeshadow work. But, you know, I haven't mastered it at all. But I think one day I'll be able to get a hold of it. I ideally like to be, like, a makeup artist or, like, an esthetician for skin and be able to do more in like the beauty industry instead of working the the office grind because I've worked for I've worked in offices for like two years now and 
it's like I love it don't get me wrong it's easy like it's mentally kind of draining sometimes but it's pretty easy and not a lot of issues it's not like it's manual labor it's not like I'm sitting in the sun all day so I can't complain that much and for Salt Lake City we have a definitely high um competitive business environment because it's really easy to get businesses in Utah so we have a really competitive market for like call centers and because I know like Netflix is here and we have like Amazon is is popping up and um we have like Discover Credit Card out here. We have American Express out here. We have we have a ton of competitive markets for call centers. I definitely don't work at those, but I have worked at um, Discover before, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, working the office job is fun, but I definitely want to do something from home, something that you know I'm a little more happier doing. And I never finished school. I mean, it took one sem- one additional semester after I moved to Salt Lake at just the community college. And I'd like to go to school for business, but um, I I definitely want to do something more along like the makeup line. So if I could do something about like se- selling skincare of like my own line, like that would be the dream is creating my own like skincare um, or doing even just like doing lashes, doing um, lash extensions. I think that would be really fun. And, but you have to be an esthetician, licensed esthetician in Utah to do lashes. And the esthetician schools that they have here don't uh, work with my work schedule. And my work schedule is crazy. So I'm kind of compromising right now a dream for actual, you know, reality. So I think that one day that'll be my dream once my husband and I are a little more, you know, able to take our dreams on. He he actually has a few ideas in mind for what he wants to do um, in regards to like creating his own pre-workout or have, running his own gym. He's a, He's like a huge gym junkie and he's been like lifting for years and um, he's pretty, he's pretty fit and active. Um, sorry guys, I'm doing my eyebrows, so I need a little bit of focus, so don't mind me. And let me know, you know, if you like to listen to me while I do my makeup. The volume might be in and out just because I am moving my head around trying to get different products out of drawers and applying stuff, so I have like my hand over my face a little bit, so I do apologize about that, but I'll go ahead and take a listen after this. And see, you know, how this sounds, whether it's something that I'll ever do again. Um, I'm I'm thinking about doing podcast in the future, driving to work. I have a 20-minute drive to work, so it's not like a ton of time, but it could be like a quick little mini episode. Or I could do like drive with me to work and drive home with me. So I could combine the two of them of like driving home, a little bit about like my scenery, my daily thoughts. You know, just some random stuff. When I listen to podcasts, I like to have um, educational yet mindless um, influences that I'm listening to. So what I mean by educational yet mindless is like stuff that I can like learn from. um, But I also don't have to like focus 100% in replay if I missed one portion. So like comedians, 
I listen to a lot of comedians. Comedians are like celebrities to me. And, well, like A-list celebrities, I would say. So like, um, I really, I'm a big fan of comedians. I go to their shows and going to their shows is like going to a concert to me. It's really important to make sure that you have, you know, your own sanity and you can laugh at a good joke and um, be able to just, you know, open your mind and not be so judgmental to those types of things because the com- the comedians I listen to, <laughs> they can be pretty vulgar. I mean, Tom Segura is one that I absolutely love. Him and his wife, wife also have a good podcast with Christina Pazinski. I say that wrong every single time. Sorry. And their humor is the best but he just released a new Netflix special um like a month two a few months ago I would say got some pretty big news coverage because people don't know how to take a joke and so if you haven't let, watched that I would highly suggest that you go watch Tom Segura's latest special and so like they talk about mindless yeah it's edu- educational I don't know how educational and purposeful it is for my daily life but it's definitely just like you know fun random facts knowledge that you can know um, I also listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. He'll bring on, like, comedians, and he'll also bring, like, doctors or, like, runners and hunters and things like that. And so you can listen and still get, like, an educational talk on, like, hunting or health. Um, some of them are pretty intense when he brings, like, physicists on or, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, those are pretty heavy. And so um, I'll listen to those if I have, like, a lot of concentration, but if I'm, like, listening to it while I'm driving to work, um, or if there's, like, traffic, um, or if I'm doing laundry or something, I like to listen to a more toned down one, where it's, like, a comedian and another comedian just co-hosting a podcast or something like that, and so they'll joke around and stuff, I think that that's really fun, um, so I'm gonna play around in what kind of content that I do myself, But let me know if you like, you know, when I do my makeup, whether it's too noisy, whether the the sounds are funny, you know, all that jazz. And so I might do one while I'm driving to work tomorrow or even driving home from work today, depending on how my day goes at work. It's going to be pretty busy. Um, I wanted to talk about (laughs) some fun uh, horror jobs that I did in the past. Because I mentioned earlier that I worked at McDonald's. It was for two and a half years, which, which is way too long for somebody to work at McDonald's making $7.25, $7.35 an hour, which is insane to me. I don't know how I did that and didn't ask for a raise for two and a half years. I got one tenth that raise. Granted, like, I loved, love, love, loved the people I worked with. Don't get me wrong. They were great. But dig, they didn't pay me well at all. And I don't, I don't even know how I managed Um, because I was almost full-time at one point when I was in high school, and I worked, like, 30, 35 hours a week, which is insane for a high schooler. I took, like, three classes my senior year, and it was, like, a government class. I skipped English because I did my English early and finished it early my junior year or sophomore year, and so I had, like, a fitness class, an art class, and then a government class. No, I had a fitness, government, and math class that I did. So those are like the first three class periods. So I was done with school by 10 a.m. every day. 
easy, like 10 or 11 a.m. Like, I did not want to be there. I was so checked out. I didn't hang out with anybody that I went to school with. I mean, my graduating class was like 95 students, 94 students, something like that. So I went to a really, really small school. Like, all these people, most of them I went to preschool with, and like, we all went to the same schools. Um, And so like, I was really checked out. Like, I was like, ready to go. My sister was my best friend all through middle school and high school, and she had already graduated. She was a year before me, and she moved away to college, um, and she moved away with her girlfriend. And so I was, like, so checked out. I was like, I need to get out of this school. So I was taking the bare minimum classes and then getting work release for the remainder of the time. So for the remainder of the time, I was going to McDonald's and getting my hours in, or I was hanging out with people that were already graduated or didn't go to school, um, anymore because they were like you know further further on in their years I hung out with a lot of older people or I would just you know go home so I was really just like done with school ultimately and I found it kind of interesting like now that I look back I wish I would have taken different classes and took in like some AP courses and got some college credits because we totally could have went to the college and got some credits and not had to pay like two thousand dollars a semester and like, I could have done that easily. Like, I was a I was a good student. Like, I had, like, straight A's. Um, if I got it, like, an A-, minus, I was really sad, you know. So, I was still getting my credits. And I went, I was working at McDonald's, and I worked there for two and a half years. It was insane. I worked with so many different people. There were so many important people in my life that worked there. Um, I had one girl. Her name was um, Jody, and she was, like, a mom to me she was like a little mama bear and we actually lost her a few years ago so she's not she's no longer with us but she was so important to me there was another girl named Jody as well who is still you know here and she is I don't talk to her but she's still important to me um she helped me with a lot of the things in my own life whether it was school or just issues um I had a lot of uh, other people such as like Vanessa you know a lot of people that were really important to me and they helped me when I needed help when I was struggling with like you know high school drama and just random stuff and they were just like really important people to me and I couldn't like take away like that's the biggest thing that I took away was the people that I work with even though it was just McDonald's and it was you know a low paying job it's fast food it sounds silly to have such a big takeaway from, you know, McDonald's, such a fast food job, but I taught, it taught me like a lot of important customer service skills and a lot of patience with myself. I put myself in a lot of positions where I was uncomfortable and a lot of the managers would put me in places where I was uncomfortable and forced me to learn. And at the time I thought that was the rudest thing they could ever do. But then I realized, you know, how beneficial that was for me in the end. And I couldn't, like, you know, I can take that as an opportunity because in high school, I was, like, so, so scared of, like, talking in front of people or talking to people of, like, a higher management than me or, like, a higher power, whether it was a teacher or principal, a parent, you know, like, I just respected them so much that I didn't ever want to, like, speak out or have any issues or, you know address a concern because I thought like you know I shouldn't be doing that that's not my place um it was really hard for me to like stand up for myself and so it taught me a a lot of that just working at a fast food restaurant which is insane for me 
Like, I think that's crazy that I was able to learn such valuable skills for my, like, life later on. Which, actually, with my current job, I've actually learned a lot more in regards to, like, stage fright and speaking up to management and stuff like that. Um, with the current job that I've had, I've, I've learned a lot about myself doing things like that. And I think that the root of it started <laughs> working in McDonald's because I think it's important that you do have a job um, in high school. Whether it's a small job you show up for four hours a week or it's something that occupies your life, you know, like I had for 30 hours, 25 hours a week, 35 hours a week, doesn't matter. Like, I think it's important that you have those skills because it shows you how to be a responsible adult, how to manage your money, how to show up for something on time and just create those skills that you're able to learn outside of school because school doesn't teach you a lot of that besides like, oh, show up on time. And so I think it's important that you have those skills for your actual, like, you know, real life environment. And, sorry, random tangent, but when I worked at McDonald's, I learned a lot about that. And so, you know, it was really beneficial to myself and I learned how to make, you know, good friends. I had um, a lot of, like, responsibilities there. I learned every position in the company except for maintenance. And so I was able to do, like, the grill, um, take drive through orders, handle the front register, clean a lot of different appliances, which sounds really random, but there's some techniques to that. And so after I left McDonald's, well, when I was working at McDonald's, I only worked like 10 hours a week when I was in college because I was taking like 15 credits. And to me, that was a lot since I'd taken such minimal classes in high school. Um, and so I wasn't doing that many like hours at McDonald's. So when I left, it wasn't like that sad because uh, I was ready to leave. I'd worked there for such a long time, and then I left, and so I moved in with my husband, and I didn't work for, like, four months, which is crazy to me, because, like I just said, it's important for you to have a job and learn those responsibilities, but I was really settling in, and I had a hard time, like, adjusting, and I didn't have a license at the time, and so... I wasn't able to drive around the city because Salt Lake's pretty big and get to like a place that I needed to work at. So I waited about like four months and then I ended up starting to work at the same company my husband was working at at the time and it was a restoration company and this restoration company, um, I won't say the name of course, but I worked for them for a year and this job taught me so much about myself and about life, which is insane. But I, sorry guys, it's really hot, so I'm gonna take off my robe. Um, so I, I worked at this restoration company, so what it was, was I was considered a cleaning technician. My husband worked in a different area, so we did different things, and so we didn't ever work together. I think we worked together like I don't know. I don't think we ever worked together. We told them that we didn't want to work together. And it was a small company. I think that there was like 50 employees that worked together. Or probably like, or 50 employees total. And like, I think 25 of them worked on jobs together. So what we would actually do is we would go out on, say somebody had like a house fire. Whether it's like a outlet in their bathroom caught on fire. Or they burnt popcorn really bad in their microwave and it made their house smell or maybe they had a flood in their house so anything with like water damage um whether their basement was flooded 
or their bathroom flooded or they had a house fire or just like really bad damage for um, disasters, we would go clean up. And this encompassed a ton of different jobs depending on, you know, what what the homeowner, ha- what happened in the homeowner's house. For example, I went to this one house that was out in Park City. So it was a really nice house, which is like this place where people come in. People will fly in and go skiing out in Park City in the mountains and here in Salt Lake. Like that's what we're known for is our snowing, our snow and skiing. And so people would go there. So it's a really fancy area and we went out there and this lady had this really, really nice ranch home and she had burnt popcorn in her microwave. It caught on fire and so we call that a protein fire because it's protein essentially and it smells like a protein fire. So if someone burns chicken on their stove and it makes like, it catches on fire, it can like leave a grease all over their cupboards and make their whole house smell. So, which is super random, but what we did was we would go in and we'd clean all every surface area, clean in and out of cupboards, um, depending on the severity of it in this house, um, they had really porous cupboards. So it was like an open wood instead of a sealed wood with like a lacquer. And we would, we cleaned it, we dusted, we would take everything out of the cupboard. We clean, we'd wash all the dishes. We would essentially just clean every single item in that house. And, and then try and make it smell good. We used like proper cleaning stuff that like reduced odors and also added like a lemon scent to it. And so we would do things like that and clean houses. Um, if it was something that was really bad, like this one house um, more towards like downtown we went to in the middle of winter, we had like three feet of snow or something like that, which is insane. It was so snowy, so snowy. We would we went to this house and it was three families living in this historical home and this home was like three levels it had like a ton of historical items because it was like a historical home itself and it had like the plaque and everything for a historical home and um it was like a war veteran and then his daughter and then her husband and then they had their kids and their kids were like in their 30s so it was like an older family um all living there and so like one floor was like for the grandpa the other floor was for like the the mom and the dad and then the kids which were like 30 they were renovating their their original home so they were staying in their basement with all their stuff and there was a fire and they never knew how it started but there was a fire that caught in the basement in the bathroom um, they were thinking it was probably like water leaked into an outlet and caught on fire and this home was huge and it had so many historical items from like the war that the grandpa was in the war so many things from the war um whether it was like different like mugs that he used or different like pins that he had on his like military uniform um different historical things and they also had a lot of expensive items so they had like gucci glasses glasses cashmere sweaters they had historic they had a ton of historical things so like they would have these end tables and it was from like the 1800s and they would have coffee tables and everything was expensive or historical um 
that they would they would have and this was <laughs> this is what I mean by like nightmare work stories um, this one was the death of me it was the middle of winter I think it was like early December for us and we had a really really bad winter that summer or that winter and it snowed really really bad and I was put on a crew with like I don't know it was like six six of us cleaning techs and some of these cleaning techs are older and then some of them are around my age or a little bit older um but I know that I was about the youngest one and a lot of them had worked there for years and years and years and so we all worked together we had to inventory everything and what I mean by that is we had to come in take pictures of every single item and we put it in a box after we put it in this box we'd have to like package it up and ship it back to where our location where our actually like plant was for work and so when we would ship it back we'd have to clean it at the processing plant and so um I'll get to that in a little bit but we did our packing out and this took us like two weeks to pack out this house normally it takes us like two three days to pack out an entire house depending on like the severity of everything and how much um, stuff or how the homeowners are wanting to do everything but this was like the most difficult house that I had ever packed out ever still and after working there for a year and so like the homeowners would show up and everything was like really crucial important and expensive to them which I get it you know it is important to them um, in their life however if we need to get a job done and things like that are preventing us to it was kind of frustrating um granted this house was in the middle of winter we had no power in this house and it's three stories and all the walls are like covered in soot a lot of things are covered in soot um we're wearing boots jackets um thick thick jackets that like you know our work provided us with thank goodness and we also had um no water in this house and there was a little tiny gas station down the street um and then a porta potty down the street and so <laughs> us girls would normally hold our bathroom breaks until lunch and we'd go down to like the only solid place to eat that we that was available for our time frame for lunches which was a KFC and so for two weeks we ate KFC and or Taco Bell which was not super nutritious or you brought your own lunch and we didn't have any power we couldn't heat up our lunches if we brought a lunch if it was warm so like most of us would bring a sandwich or something but nobody wants to eat like you know a cold turkey sandwich in the middle of winter um so we would pack out this house and then once we got this house packed out you know we thought it was over we thought our our nightmares were over because we we dreaded going there honestly just because of the weather conditions not necessarily like the homeowners or anything but the weather conditions were just like terrible it was so cold i would come home and i'd smell like a fire so i'd take a bath wash my hair every single day and my clothes smell bad but I had like a work uniform on um, it just wasn't ideal and we were like we'd send this stuff back to our we'd have to pack out boxes every single day and put it in our van and take it back to like our processing plant which was fine but when we would clean everything everything was like super you know historical you know I said it was really expensive and important and so we would have to clean everything and there's a like a very important way to clean all of your everyone's household items whether it's with soap and water or with q-tips or with a sponge or 
you know, different ways that you can wash something. And so we'd have to pack it up. We'd have to pack it up, take it back to our plant. We'd have to unbox it and then rebox it. Um, well, we'd have to go put it in this room, which was called an ozone room, which would deodorize the room. It sucks the, I think it, I'm probably saying this wrong, but it would like suck the oxygen out of the room. And so it would deodorize it overnight. And so we do that and everything smelled like fire so bad. Most of the time you can like do that once or twice. And then the odors out of the, the item, whatever it is, whether it's a book, a hairbrush, something. And so we would have to do that for like, we'd leave stuff in there for like a week and we do it every single night. And this stuff, we couldn't get the odor out. And then the homeowners would have to come see everything before we put it back in the box like furniture because it was really historic. Normally we just back, we would just box it up and send it back to the homeowners. Um, and it's like done in like a week or two. But the this went on for like two months. We were cleaning this house, these people's items. They'd come look at it. If it wasn't like up to their standards, we'd have to like redo it. And it was just a really, really frustrating home. I would say like the people were nice, but you know, they wanted what they wanted and I wouldn't want my stuff smelling like a smoke or looking like it's still like got ash on it or something or soot on it. Cause if you've ever had a house fire, that soot doesn't go away and that smell will never go away. I promise you. I still smell like a fire. If I smell a campfire, it reminds me of that work. And if I was a homeowner that had a house couch on fire, I bet if I smelled any fire, it'd probably just remind me of when my home burned up. And that's very emotional. I mean, especially if you don't have a lot of remains and you're trying to salvage what you do have left. So I get it like they're in a fragile state, but this was such a nightmare for me. And um, when I, there were also a little bit of hoarders too, so they had a ton of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, that one was kind of a, a big major horror store for me. I mean, just the working conditions were terrible. I mean, I was being like paid sufficiently, I would say. I mean, I think I could have got paid a little bit better for what we were doing, but it wasn't that bad. And I also did, like, a few other, like, hoarder homes. Like, I think earlier that, that year, I'd done a hoarder home in the summer. And this lady, she had, like, a three-bedroom house, and she hoarded um, candles. So, we'd open, like, a dresser drawer in, like, a guest room, and it would have so many candles she had so many candles <laughs> and like I didn't think that you know if you look at a house you're like oh I bet that's a nice house inside you don't realize like oh it's probably like a crappy house or like that's full of random stuff and like they're a hoarder this lady seriously was such a nice lady um she actually had met somebody online they visit each other and they were across the state from each or across the country from each other can't remember the state it was probably like it was on the east coast like virginia or something like that and she'd like met them on on an online dating site she'd been to his house he'd been to her house before like they were both like a little bit of hoarders is what she said and this guy that she met inherited like a hundred acres of land and so they she she was going to move in and they'd already gotten married and she was going to move in with him but they were married and living in separate states still. And so they were going to move in together, but this fire happened in her house. And I, I don't know how, I don't remember how the fire started. But the fire started and she, 
she had to get all of her stuff cleaned. So what she had done was she wanted us to clean everything. So she packed it all out. We had to inventory everything. She hoarded candles, artificial flowers. So she had bouquets of artificial flowers everywhere. And then she hoarded as seen on TV products. So um, the self-cleaning litter boxes, the um, cool cooking items, the cool Tupperware items. They, and then she would save every single manual for any appliance ever. I found them all over her house. She was the sweetest lady, but candles, artificial flowers, and as seen on TV products were by far, I've never seen so much in one house. And she hoarded them. Like, I'm not kidding. We'd open a room door and everything would be stacked to the ceiling this took us like probably a week and a half to clean out this house and it was in the middle of summer it wasn't too hot I would say I think it was like I want to say it was like June maybe so it wasn't that bad and it we didn't have any water no we had water we had water in the house but we didn't have any power so we didn't have um lights or ac which wasn't bad because it's not like it's winter it's not dark outside um, it wasn't that bad. It was better than the first home I told you about um, in the middle of winter. But it was definitely like, you know, not very fun to be working in super hot house conditions. And literally everything had to like stay with her. She couldn't throw a, a user manual away. She was very particular. She had to have her artificial flowers, which fake flowers are really hard to clean after um, soot and like ash and fire smells on them but she had to have them so I mean she even had artificial flowers at her wedding like for her bouquet and for her decorations but I thought I thought it was a little odd um we also had her so we packed everything up for her which was super fun because she was there every day and let me tell you whenever a, a hoarder is there and they're watching you pack they will micromanage you because they think that you're not doing it right or not protecting their items. Um, and literally with this company, you can't throw anything away. You can't throw away a piece of styrofoam without permission. You can't throw away a gum wrapper without permission. Um, and then, yeah, so like you have to you have to get their permission to throw anything away. It has to be documented if you put it in a box so the insurance company knows what we packed. Also, that way they know what we have. If they say that we took something, you know, we can say like, it, it's inventoried it's in this box with this number on it we can find it for you or if they need something while it's in cleaning process we can get it out for them so um, everything is like documented but we had packed everything up and then when we were cleaning it we had to pack it as such that we were moving across the country she had paid us extra to package everything very very well to be moved a longer distance such as like packing batteries and candles and everything because normally we don't clean candles in that company um, we write them off and the insurance will give you money to replace them but she wanted them and since she was moving we were honoring it and I think she paid extra and she got like two of these huge moving pods for just her stuff to move across the country so <laughs> normally after we do a house um the customer is allowed, like, we'll just ship it back to their house, and then if they open a box and it says, like, it's dirty or something, they'll bring it back to us and we'll clean it. But with this lady, we just put it in the pod, her shipping pods, and shipped it off, and we never heard from her again. I don't know if her marriage worked out. Um, I don't know if, you know, 
a lot of her conditions lurked out. I I don't really know what happened to her. Um, about a year ago, I actually had a dream that she came back and I talked to her. Just really ra- random because I quit that job, like, I think two years ago. But I had a dream about her and, like, her little red car and her and her candles. And, like, I ran into her in, like, Walmart or something and she said that it didn't work out. But it was a really random dream. But I still haven't heard from this lady. Of course, I don't work for that company, so... I hope to never hear from her again. But yeah, it was a super, super random um, story. Um, If you guys like these stories, let me know. I'll do them more often because I have like so many of these random stories of working with random customers, um, packing out their houses. When you pack out people's houses, it gets very personal. You learn a lot about them. And I have a few other ones up my sleeve and just, you know, random working conditions. But working for that restoration company taught me, taught me a lot about just houses and how to be more aware of, you know, fires and how to protect my stuff and how to be a minimalist, essentially. Like, I'm not living on a couch with two things in my cupboard and one pair of shoes and one outfit. Like, I'm definitely not that minimalist, but I have less items and I know how to declutter because of working with that job. And also just like the little hacks of fixing things and, you know, cleaning things and um, where to clean in your house. Because once you start cleaning somebody's house, you realize where they don't clean, like above the door frames, um, on top of mirrors, on top of picture frames, and in those weird areas and like baseboards that people never clean or think to clean. So I learned a lot of like random things like that, which was, you know, interesting. interesting. Like I also learned how to pack a box really nice for your own stuff and how to actually pack because when I moved into our new home, I packed the entire house. I didn't let my I didn't let my husband touch any of it because he terrifies me with packing. Because when he packed and moved to his first home, he put everything in a garbage bag and hope it lived. And it did, but I don't want my stuff packed that way. So I ended up packing like everything in our last house um, when we moved to this house. And I used all of my skills from that company. Um, that I learned like the proper way to pack something and make sure it doesn't break and um, all of that and how to like gather everything together because it's weird when you have a bunch of random items that you can't you don't know what to do with and how to pack but I learned how all little tips and tricks from that company so I mean I had some life hacks with that and I also learned how to work with difficult people working there whether it was a customer or a coworker. Um, but yeah I mean that's about it. I'm about done with my makeup though. I need to go change, brush my teeth, and head off to work. Um, so go ahead and upload this and you know if anyone's listening to this, I want to hear some feedback on it, what you like, what you didn't like, if I should do it, do it while doing my makeup again, or whether I should describe, you know, I'm doing this on my makeup, I'm putting my setter, setting powder on, you know, different things like that. Or if, like, the quality just sucks because I'm moving around too much or what. You know, I'd like to hear because I don't, I don't know unless I know. And it's important to get feedback from your peers, your listeners, because um, you won't get anywhere if you're not getting feedback because you're never asking if you, how you can improve. All right, thanks for listening with me today. I'm going to go ahead and head off to work once I brush my teeth and whatnot. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Um, My name is Heather. I hope you come back and, um, you know, enjoy yourself. Live life to the fullest. Thanks, guys.